If you have been following this, our teachings on understanding the will of God, you know in recent episodes, I began to emphasize again the issue of sanctification. Because Paul said to us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, that the will of God is just one thing, sanctification. And I said that the fine details, who should I marry, where should I stay, what business should I be engaged in, which career should I pursue, God has a word and has a will concerning those things. But those are the fine details of life in which Solomon said, if you acknowledge him in all your ways, he said that in Proverbs chapter 3, all right, he will direct your paths into those specific areas. And that's what I'm emphasizing, that if we put our energy into sanctification, we will automatically walk in those other fine details of the will of God, even if we did not know them. People say that, did God speak to you concerning the wife you will marry? A brother asked me that once. I said, yes. He said, how did he do it? I said simply, the officiating priest said, I pronounce you man and wife. All I know is that I received the choice of God concerning who my wife will be based on the principle of sanctification. That's what I'm trying to explain. And having sanctified my heart, the woman that I met, and we just, let me use the common language we use, we just gelled, you understand? That was the woman that I married. In fact, one man said something once. She said that if God has to specifically tell you, this is a woman, and you saw it in a vision, he said, they know there's trouble ahead. He said, the reason is because God wanted you to know that you didn't make a mistake. He said, because if there was no trouble ahead, there's no need for him to be speaking to you so glaringly. So the man said, if God does it, then know there is something. Otherwise, he normally doesn't bother doing that. You will just find out that the fine details of the will of God will work itself out in your life if you focus on sanctification. Please, I want to explain something, all right, uh, in this area. Because sometimes Christians will say, my spirit is speaking to me. I said something last time, and I must emphasize it again. The fact that we are not saying that, because people sometimes when you talk like this, they think you are saying that, uh, no, you are saying people's spirit don't speak to them, they don't they see visions. I want to emphasize again. The vision is not as important as the knowledge of truth. I must emphasize that thing again. The primary way by which God leads is by teaching you what is wrong and what is right. That is the first thing. For example, if an angel comes to me and says, you need money, and I say yes, assuming the night before, I prayed and I said, God, I must have 3.5 million naira by next week. Otherwise, there will be trouble in my house and there will be trouble for the ministry. And somebody comes and say, I'm an angel sent by God to come and help you. He said, come with me. I will go somewhere. He follows me. He helps me open a door. We enter into a banking hall. Nobody sees us because it's an angel. All right? And somebody's depositing money. He says, take that person's money. We look at it. It's $20,000. He said, take that money and let us go. Ah, I'll look at him. I say, is somebody's money? He said, I'm an angel sent from God to solve. You did not pray three days ago that you needed 3.5 million. Take that money. When you change it, it's going to come to over 4 million in today's rate, and you will see that your needs will be met. I will look at that angel and say, get behind me, Satan. I don't care whether he showed me his ID card or not. An angel of God cannot come to help me rob a bank. The vision is irrelevant. The visions and revelations are inferior to the knowledge of truth. And that's what we call sanctification. When I want my needs met, before God can show me any revelation, all right, I must be sure that I'm not a thief in my heart. You know, you can't say that uh, uh, you're a young woman, you need money, you need to pay school fees, you're a 20-year-old girl, and nobody, your parents are not helping, and then you prayed one night, next morning your friends say, let us go for a party where politicians are gathering, we'll get money from there, and you say, God led me. God did not lead you. We must get these things clear. A lot of times people are led by their own ideas 
They are led by their own spirits. That's what I want to emphasize today, all right? Or maybe I'll finish it next time. They are led by their own spirits, and they call it God. That's why James said in James chapter 1, he said, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. He said, for God cannot be tempted by evil. Now, notice that. He said, and he does not tempt anyone so. You understand? He said, each one, now, I want to apply this scripture, even though he was talking about temptation. He said, each one in James chapter 1 verse 14, is tempted when he's carried away and enticed by his own lust. James said, don't be deceived, my brethren. The reason that a lot of times we are deceived. Somebody comes to you and says, my spirit said to me. A lot of times people tell me that my spirit said I should go abroad, you know. My spirit said I should go to America. My spirit said I should go here. One of my friends said, how come you, your, he has never heard anybody say, my spirit said I should go to South Sudan. The spirit is always going, going to France, going to the United States, going to Canada. The spirit never says, go to South Sudan. The spirit does not go, say, go to Mali. Are you telling me that God is not interested in people going to those places? The fact is that most of this, my spirit said, it is actually my spirit. It is not the Holy Spirit. That's what I want to emphasize today. A lot of times what happens is that we have something inside our hearts. That is what is drawing us. When we use the word spirit in Christianity, you must understand, it does not refer only to the Holy Spirit. It refers also to the motives and the drives that are deep inside the heart of a man, the heart of a woman. What is it that is pushing you? I said something at one of those earlier periods of this broadcast. That sometimes a man says, my spirit. What does he call my spirit? He doesn't realize that deep down, when he was at the age of 12, 13, his father said to him, look at you. You are not like your brothers. You are not like your senior ones. This man has made up his mind that he will be the first to buy his father a car just to prove that he's up to and better than his senior ones. Everything you are saying in life, if he does not yield money, he can't hear it. So one day he says that my spirit says I should resign from where I'm working and go into oil and gas business. What is going is that the spirit of rejection, the spirit of the desire to prove that he is better than other people, the spirit of pride is what is speaking to him. And he thinks it is the spirit. And what am I preaching today? If that young man is going to hear God clearly, the first thing he's going to do is to sanctify his heart. That's what I'm talking about. What is that sanctification? You see, listen, there's no alternative to praying a sincere prayer before God. To say to him, God, why am I doing what I'm doing? If your motives are not right, God cannot say what is right to you. You must understand that. Sometimes There was a time Jesus wanted to explain something to the disciples. But because they refused and said, we cannot lose this ministry. Our master must not die. For that reason, Jesus was unable to communicate to them what God wanted them to understand. If your heart is rigidly set in a particular way, we talked about idols in our hearts earlier. If your heart is rigidly set in a particular way, God cannot, that, that's the word, he cannot communicate his will to you. What you need to do is pray this prayer regularly. Say, Lord, search me, David said in Psalm 139. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there be any hurtful way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Please, this prayer is very crucial. That is Psalm 139 verse 23. Everybody print this out and put it on the back of your door. When you are going out in the morning, pray that prayer. Say to the Lord, search me, know my heart, try me and know my anxious thoughts. And see if there is any wrong way in me, any wrong motive. Whatever it is that pushing me that is wrong, check Lord and reveal it to me. He said, and then you are able to lead me in the everlasting way. Until God removes your wrong motives, until God removes the hurtful way that is inside your heart, until he removes your anxious thoughts, he cannot effectively lead you 
in the everlasting way. So sometimes we emphasize, as Christians, not realizing this, that yes, I, God spoke to me. Listen, God spoke to you doesn't move me. You know, sometimes people come and tell me, God said I should relocate from here and go to another country. I have nothing against people. Look, if the missionaries did not come to Nigeria, how would we have heard the gospel? But please be sure that it is not your desire for a better life. All right? Because you say, what's wrong with desire for a better life? Desire for a better life is secondary to the desire to be found pleasing to God and being in the center of where God called you to be. Listen, it is not everywhere that is your place. Prosperity alone cannot make you go to a place and that makes it right. No, it's not true. Because you find out that when Abraham said, Lord, should choose, Lord chose the plains of Sodom. They were beautiful, the Bible says, like the garden of the Lord. But that place was beautiful. But when destruction came, Lord left with nothing. What am I trying to explain here? You must be sure that your motives are correct when you want to make important decisions in your life. And you cannot know it by your own energy. You have to submit your heart to God if you are going to purify your motives so you can be led in the way that is right. I hope you've gotten my point. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosemons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.